that is legit the fucking line. Like, I, I'm probably probably the, the headspace I'm in tonight. Like, no. Oh, okay, okay. Like, no, I'm not. Like, that's why I'm like, really, we're gonna bring. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm probably now. I'm at the point where I'm unbothered on some shit. Like, if it's their personal life and that shit comes out, I would be pissed. Like, this is my personal life. I do not post this on. Before we get into it, welcome to the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi is Dead Robinson. <laughs> and I am Benita, not a cannibal, Lavario. <laughs> and I'm Christian, I've only eaten llama, Ventura. <laughs> Context, y'all do not know. All you heard was Christian yelling about the line of being close. <laughs> So, I have yeah. eaten llama though; it's pretty good. Uh, you know, I haven't eaten llama. I have, I have eaten kangaroo. Um, yeah, both are heathens. It tastes like venison. Bro, you know what? Uh, I, that that shit's indigenous to my culture. <laughs> look, I don't. I have eaten I crocodile, don't. and that tastes like like fish. Interesting. I don't fuck with mm. any. I've eaten rattlesnake. Oh. You don't fucks with How eating was... anything of what, Des? I don't eat. How was that? What did that taste? I don't eat Captain Kangaroo. I don't eat, <laughs> eat Chocodile Crocodile. I, re- I mean, you know, I pull, you I could in a while. I put those two references. I don't eat Le Lama. <laughs> I don't. Hell, I don't even eat tongue. That's bleh. you just don't want that drama. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> the, the snake the snake was pretty good. The snake was weirdly good. No. It tasted like it tasted like fish, but it had the weird consistency of chicken. I did oh, fuck okay. with people though on this one. We killed a yeah, rabbit. I... We killed a rabbit and we ate it. So one person was crying and I said, you know who we eating, right? She said, what? Thumper. <laughs> that reminds me of what was that one? The Last of Us uh, Twitch streamer. Oh, and yeah. Like the rabbit. And she's like, that's cute as fuck thing. And then it gets shot and she just cries. <laughs> I would let y'all know. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, all right, who's this random person crying? And then the the context, I was like, oh, because it was the meme, though. Yeah. And then, it became like, a meme. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck? It's a fucking video game. <laughs> That's, I was like, I finally broke. I was like, it's a fucking video game, all right. I mean, I was like, and then I made the, and then I made the insulting comment next to my friend who is vegan. I was like, she's probably vegan. <laughs> I have cried over many a stupid things and many a video game. So I legit, I legit kind of did that today while watching Attack on Titan. It was oh. like real stupid, and I was, oh no, it was actually not Attack on Titan. It was weirdly in a very specific moment of one division. Well, let me get into the rigmarole of our podcast. Once again, thank you for coming to the giant. Yeah. To the giant <laughs> contraband robot. No, I pulled a Benita. Yeah. I pulled a Benita. Fucking a. Damn it. <clears throat> Doing a lot. I know. I'm like, it's it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of syllables there. It's very difficult. Yeah. You know what are what are sounds if not. <laughs> like tracks to an entire word or whatever. I don't know. Welcome to the Giant Country hey. Robot Podcast, where you can hear us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, coming soon to Apple Podcasts. Um, hey. 
this coming Wednesday, we have an episode with um, Ray Squared is back. Um, he gave us a question on games that had an impact on us during the pandemic. Um, that is going to be it's going to that's going to be a good episode. Um, I might talk about it a little bit during this episode, but we're going to obviously if Benita's on, it's all about WandaVision. Oh, just, you know it. Um, so excited. I just got my board. Yeah. Good. Ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. But to continue on with housekeeping, this coming Friday, February 26th, at, from 4.30 to 6 p.m., Cal State Dominguez Hills Art and Design Department is holding a speaker, uh, a digital a design final Friday happy hour speaker series. And the first speaker up is James Paris, who is a director, producer, and animator. He has worked on award-winning films, short films, like Lion King, Spider-Man, and Doug Unplugs. He's going to be talking about commercials, television, and how to be and how artists can approach working in the entertainment industry. Um, I'm definitely going to check out this po- um, this panel. It's going to be on Zoom, so just go to Cal State Dominguez Hills on Instagram. They have the Zoom link and the password, or you just DM them um, on their page, and they'll give you the, all the information. Just tell them Desi sent you, because they do know me. I don't want to brag, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely uh, go there um, and check it out. I will definitely be there. I want to hear this. Um, I don't want to go into the entertainment industry as an artist. I'd rather... Do something else as an artist. Just say, but hey, you're an artist. Um, you want to know storyboarding, illustrating? This is definitely the the definitely the place to go to on a Friday night to learn more how to get into the industry. If you have questions on that, so, yeah. sounds real interesting. Yeah, and that is our housekeeping. We haven't had a housekeeping since since we had a house to keep. February of 2020. I was gonna say I haven't really Wait, done seriously? Any spring cleaning, so Yeah. We haven't So had... you're telling me it's been a whole year since we've done house cleaning or housekeeping? Yeah. Damn. It's a pandemic, bro. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> now this... <laughs> That's true. Like we kept it Who's once cleaning? and it stayed the same. <laughs> um no, I did I, but I did kind of mess up though. Okay. Um on this one. This was and it should have been said last year. But it's still up currently on Cassie Dominguez Hills Art Gallery page. Just go to um, CSUDH Art Gallery. Um, the seniors, unfortunately, of Dominguez Hills was not able to have a senior show in person because of the pandemic. But they worked together and Devin Suno got all the students together and they was able to do an online art show. So I will put the link in the description. Check out um, the dope-ass art that all the students, um, artists have done. I was even present for majority of the art done before the pandemic hit. So I already saw it before the finished product. Um, nice. So you got to see the, the, the physical version of it. Yeah. So And that was literally this time last year. <laughs> so Damn. It was, it was what? About not to harp on it too long, but it really was about... Maybe ago. only a couple, yeah, a couple weeks off of a year ago now yeah, so that like stuff started locking down like crazy. March tenth will be the first time. Will be actually, it'll be it'll March this coming March will be the will mark a full year. I haven't seen everyone from the department. Damn. Yeah, it's fucking wild. 
to just it feels like it's just it's been 10 years but it's only been a year but it just feels like forever it feels like we're all waiting for like a 10 year reunion like it's even though it's been like a year yeah <laughs> So, like we're all like so man i we all keep in contact but i can't wait to see you guys again at the next chance we you know when the we, you know when the when the doors open up right like i'm like please like when shit goes back to normal if people don't have disco balls like just rotating like it, on when, the ceiling it's like what are you even doing is this a I, celebration or is this not i don't know I really believe in like uh, the the idea that history repeats itself, and I think that in a weird way, because of this, we're gonna have a very specific version of the Roaring Twenties again. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, I'm gonna just hope like the stock market doesn't crash again. I mean, it did though already. <laughs> it was happening <laughs> beforehand true. this time. Well, that was our housekeeping. The stonks dropped. Yeah, we we don't have a stonk market anymore. God damn it! Christian, um, <laughs> we both you and me have been to the invited, moon. Uh huh. You and me have been invited to an art show coming soon. Really? A socially distanced art show. Huh. That sounds cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to talk about this. Um. You know, I, I See, I'm still worried. Like, even if things go back to normal, I still think I'm gonna like take a few months before i like jump back out because i legit almost had a panic attack like picking up a pizza because there was mm. people at this bar that were clearly like not from the same household but they were all like together close together without masks on and i'm just like don't give me your rona i don't want the rona and i'm like well yeah that's picking up um, the pizza and i'm like no the person, i can't do this the person i know She's mandating everyone come in double masked up. Only a certain amount of people could come in the day of, and only certain people can be in the um in, in the place, um daily until her show is done. She has this shit locked down because she already has a mother, um I can say this who who was very sick not because of the coronavirus. I, I I hate the fact that when you say someone is very sick, you have the preference it's not corona. Like, there are people with actual ailments out there, people. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, one of the immunocompromised type people that yeah. would be really affected if they got COVID, so. Yeah. yeah. Like our um, creator, um, Denise Takes, who created our theme, she had a um, kidney transplant two and a half years before the pandemic started. She's definitely immunocompromised. Um, Damn. So... She has not. We. I have not seen Denise in a in a minute. I'll just say that that was ever since she got the kidney. It was like she had her, she got a kidney transplant. It was like, yeah, I can't like any germs I bring. She's fucked. Like I can come, so, I can come just, and hang out with you and your husband with a hazmat suit. I want to see my homie. So guys, just just don't be a dick. And wear a mask because there's some California. people. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even... <coughs> you know what? That's a whole nother fucking podcast. Uh, but also talk about it. Um, I will say this at the top of the episode. Said at the end, if you are in Texas and you're listening to us, 
Um, thoughts and positive vibes. I, there's nothing I can do besides donate to the American um, disaster, disaster Relief. I forgot which one. I'm sorry. I forgot which one. I did donate a dollar. But still, because um, so far people are not dying only because of the coronavirus, but also being froze to death. As yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Take care. Stay safe and use Ted Cruz House as kindling. Yes. Chop that <laughs> motherfucker house down. Remember, people, if you're running out of food, eat the rich. <laughs> I'm staying on theme. I'm staying on the hidden <laughs> undercover theme tonight. <laughs> green because on the fuck that. Fuck that bitch. I'm just saying. Fuck that bitch. Eat the rich. He is a hypocrite. Like, oh, oh, you have a problem with uh, people from Mexico. Other Latin American countries uh, running from, uh, you know, a disaster in their area and trying to find a better life across across the border. You have an issue with that. But yet when a disaster happens in your state, the first thing you do is run. is jump the border. Yeah. To find a better living situation. The first white Mexican. for you and your see this is why i don't so want superpowers because i'm a petty bitch that i would be like i i would just use it for bad things for dipshits like ted cruz i'd be like wanda if i had wanda's powers i'd just be hexing the fuck out of that dude please please tell me that you would use that as your actual like alias petty bitch i would that would be amazing oh my god I'd be the petty phantom. There you go. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. so you cool with Benita having those powers, but you're not cool with me having Dr. Mahan's powers. No, because you oh, would use no. them for pure evil. Yes, I am. I'm going to say it yeah. again. I will become I, a villain. Here's the thing. Don't think here's the I'm thing. Yeah. the hero. Here, here, here's the thing. Benita's goals are self-serving, which means I will always know what they are. <laughs> Your <laughs> goals are bent on destruction and I've seen you as a D&D player and what happens. <laughs> You're like the Joker man or we just don't know what to expect. Just... Yeah. You would be like, do you want to know how I got these scars? And I'd be like, no. And then you would like legit make the person relive how you got those scars so they then too have those scars except they're way more fucked up than you are. No, I would do some... I would you right, y'all both right. I would do some way fucked up shit. But y'all are not y'all are not in my head. Y'all don't know how fucked up I'll take it. I'm already I, thinking of how to make that narratively a spell and I'm already like titling in my head toxic uh toxic venting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Let's get into the toxic news. takedown. Let's let's get, let's get into toxic takedown. Let's let's, let's get into the news. Before we get I love it. alliteration, so I'm always gonna try and use like alliteration on any anything. <laughs> Let's so. get into the news before we go too deep into uh, before we get to our uh, WandaVision <laughs> review. Got you. Um, the Mortal Kombat trailer came out. And, oh yes! Holy shit! <laughs> I know I'm this man. Um, I finally saw the red band. I think it's going to be garbage, but I think it's going to be beautiful garbage. I think it's actually going to be 
dare I say it, better than Paul W. Anything's going to be better than Paul W. S. Anderson's movie. Um, it's the fact that James Wan is producing um, producing this. So it's like, like really, is James Wan is on a on a video game, comic book movies kick or something? Like, all right, dude, let's do this. I mean. I wasn't a fan of his Aquaman movie, so his horror movies, love them. Well, not all of them, like most of them. Yeah, but like, yeah, think like which one? Aquaman really should. There's, hmm. you know, the line that killed it for me in Aquaman. You could have just peed on it, (laughs) because (laughs) even though it was funny. Even though it was funny, it was in that moment where I was like, yep, this is like, this is not the yeah. kind of writing that I vibe with. Here's the thing, though. It, okay. The only so the thing that like, killed it for me was in the DC very beginning. Like, what? What, when, what was that? Um, Black Manta's dad gave him the knife, and he was like, this was your grandfather's knife, and now oh. I'm giving it to you. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck either of you are but I already know you're gonna die and I'm not gonna give a shit that you're dead because I don't know you as a character like yeah it was like it was the worst like like Black Man he just did not need to be in this movie mm-hmm. he didn't need to be in it he didn't. he didn't literally take him out nothing changes in this movie nothing but, like they but, took him out of the movie themselves but here's the thing it, it, you, you'll have a lot of women but like but I, I want more like You'll see more Yaya Abdul-Mateen Mateen soon. Hell, if you watch Watchmen, you can see all of Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Um, okay. Yeah. Go on, brother. But sorry. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so, good, Mortal Kombat. Um, we ran on a tangent. We got a... We, we started, like, deviating. Um, already. But, um... I loved the bit where he like froze the blood and used it to stab him. I yeah. thought that was that was real good, fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be trash, but like my kind of trash, where it's like so bad it's good. I'm just upset that they're already showing what possibly looks like the outcome to like three fights in the trailer. That's why I think it's gonna be trash. Here's the thing: because they know they know it's trash, so they're showing all of these bits, like all of the funny bits. All of the awesome bits. They're not saving any of that for the movie, and that's why it's going to be terrible. And, and here's the thing, though. I'm not on that mind. I used to be on that mindset. We're not. We're, I'm not on that mindset no more. I think I'm, I'm. I'm giving it too much credit. Warner Brothers too much credit. I don't think they're pulling the Marvel method. Or like we, you think you've seen what you've seen, but you're not seeing what you've seen. Like we thought we was going to see the Hulk in Infinity War. We didn't see the fucking Hulk in Infinity War, <laughs> like that that fake out. Like, I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I don't even like looking at the okay. Infinity trailer more no no more because of that. Like motherfucking Kevin Feige, you should have gave us the Hulk in fucking Infinity War. But we did see the Hulk. He was in he Infinity was, War. He, he was got his Endgame. ass beat in the very. He oh. got his ass beat in the very beginning. Let me. <clears throat> my anger. Sorry. Towards the end of the movie. And then that's the that's the why movie. he had the performance issues because it was the first time he got his ass kicked. Like I said, seeing that story animatic of Hulkbuster now the Hulkbuster suit. I don't give a fuck. You don't want no more hype moments in the movie. Hulk was still getting his ass beat. Because look what happens to him at the end of the movie. You know what? Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Stay on target. 
Mortal Kombat! Uh, I really like... Mikai plays uh -huh. Jax. He loves the memes of everybody calling him uh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's funny. He legit thinks it's funny. He don't, he's, he said... He made an Instagram video of He's like, this. He, most actors will bitch and moan. He, well, he I'm using bitch and moan. He, he was being more diplomatic. But he said, uh, paraphrasing, he's like, most actors will complain about being made fun of uh, how the way they look or the caricatures is that he said, this was done in jest he's like no i don't know how my jacks was gonna look you just see me posting photos on set he said they posted a still shot of me grabbing goro's hands and i looked like steve harvey he's like it's all good <laughs> he should have been like little did you know that they did a reverse justice league and they cgi that mustache onto me but that's his actual mustache <laughs> <laughs> That's his, that's his mustache. Wait, what's what's worse, not having a mustache and having it CGI'd on, or having a mustache and having everybody think it's CGI'd on? But here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Majority of Macabre Brooks' like acting career, he never rocked a goatee or a mustache. All of a sudden, he does a movie, he has to wear one. Then he looks mighty fucking weird. So I can get why people's like. Oh man, like they even made fun of him. He did a Tyler Perry movie. And he had that, like, dude, you got hair. Why you got that ugly ass fade top wig on, man? Like, you know, see, like Tyler Perry, you did this brother wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so always so funny. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 nothing. I was gonna no, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's, it's just really funny when you see, like, such terrible wigs or. Yeah, like, such terrible, like, design choices for the character that you're just like, how many people did this go through? Yeah. And they were like, yes, this is it. This is the one. I love it. I love it. Give me it. I want more of it. Um, like, you can't take your head off just... his head through that whole Tyler Perry movie. It's just, what the fuck was they thinking? Like, um, oh, God. What is it? It's shit. I just had it, but I'm also like on my second beer, so my brain. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to know something I I had with this trailer? What? Honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about uh, how, whether I like uh, Scorpion's um, costume or not. They went with more. They asked the actors who are Japanese. Well, minus the actor who's playing Sub Zero. Um, the, the um, actor is. Japanese of Japanese descent is playing Scorpion. The majority of the um, crew are Japanese, so they went with a more traditional look for Scorpion. Um, All right, I mean, I can, I can, I can get that. Then I can get the cultural significance behind it. I mean, it just didn't look like Scorpion to me in the way that I expected Scorpion. But I guess you know things change for the movie. It's fine because the producer, not James Wan, this other producer, I can't believe I forgot his name. He said they're not pulling a dark. He's like, we're not pulling a dark night. He's aware this realistic shit going in, going into the like the realm of fantasy. He was like, no, this is is there are fantasy fantasy elements to it. But he's like, he's like, if it gets a sequel, he's like, yeah, the characters will look how they would supposed to look in the video games. So he's like, mm -hmm. you just can't. He's like, you just can't. He's like, plus he's like, we're, he made, he made a point where he's like. He said, look at the MCU films. 
majority of the people who watch these movies are not comic book readers. These are the ones who do know these comic book characters are going to get subtle references and stuff. So he was like, those elements are in the movie, but he's like, if it gets a sequel, then you get to see the elements that gamers are expecting to see. He's like, just right now, he's like, the movie is, has to be marketed for a wider audience who don't know. He's like, even if these games have been out since 93, he's like, there's a good majority of people who do not know anything about Mortal Kombat, maybe outside of the Paul W. Anderson movie. I mean, I feel like the vast majority of the public does yeah, I would say so. Like, you'll be, no, you'll um, be, there was a YouTube channel I was watching. The majority of the ca- of the panel did not know anything about Mortal Kombat besides the movie. Not yeah, even, not the like, lore of the games. He was like, because I mean, only the engineer, he's like, I've been playing the game since 93, since 93. This is what's going on and how the characters look now. I was like, I still love the first movie. Like, it's, I mean, it's trash, but it's like, it's my kind of trash. You know, no, where it's, it's just like, like yeah. it so bad it's good. That fucking theme song Mortal still slaps. Kombat. Like, people know the theme song the most about Mortal Kombat. Like, that's, like, people would be like, Mortal Kombat, and then they would just immediately do the song, and you're like, yes, that one. Like, shit is catchy. Shit is fly. Um, but I literally have not played the game since uh arcade days uh i'm dating myself there i know but that's fine um because i just kind of fell off fighting games i haven't really cared about fighting games i view video games more like interactive stories so i do want to be entertained with them and um fighting games just don't don't do it and that's that's fine if you guys like them more power to you i'm happy for you um, I'm You're talking to just us very the meh talking to us the on this movie. So, but are you talking to us think it'll be audience? fine. Yeah. <clears throat> are you talking to us or the audience? Both. I don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you were just trying to be an asshole. <laughs> you were like, trying to use your Dr. Manhattan me? powers there. Okay. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> See, this is why I would rather you not have the Manhattan powers. <laughs> I know, but so I, in a way, I knew her answer. I already did. Like so, but um, but I'm with you on fighting. I'm games. an open I, book. Yeah, um, I haven't played Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat ten. I had to remember. I, I had to literally look at my shelf. I was like, "There it yeah, is." Yeah, I was. I was thinking <laughs> I was about like, it too. I was like, "I think maybe nine or ten was the last." I, I literally looked See, at my I shelf. I don't even I know like, which fuck what those ones are. Uh, Mortal Kombat ten. Another. I was. Yeah, fuck it. Wait, was that the one that had the Star Wars characters? No, you're oh, thinking of Soul Calibur. Yeah, you're thinking of Soul Calibur. Oh, Soul Calibur. That's it. See, um, Mortal, I'm getting them confused already. Yeah. It's fine. Mortal Kombat ten. Another realm one and they now invading earth there you go i doubt the movie's gonna do that but yeah. i think they're starting it from like an earlier point and it's probably gonna be an origin story to like what the tournament actually is and stuff like that because the mo- the majority of the audience now is not gonna know that um i can't believe Jane do you be- think they're gonna have like the random cam oh because it was mortal Kombat that did like the fucking terminator and yeah. like Yes. Freddy Krueger and shit, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. To which um, Schwarzenegger did not sign off on his um, his VO, so he said no. But Sylvester Stallone said yes. <laughs> yeah, so Rambo's in it. <laughs> and Peter Weller is also in it as Robocop. And he also It's amazing, it. isn't it? And he signed off. And he signed off with them letting him um he actually no, he actually recorded new um VO for it. Like how many years oh. A has it been since the fucking Stallone versus Schwarzenegger thing? And B, how long has it been since Peter Weller voiced Robocop? Oh, it was like what, Robocop two? Yeah. Cause he wasn't in the he wasn't in it for three because three was garbage. Three was garbage. I mean and that, like true garbage. Like not even my garbage. That shit was just Garbage. That was a dumpster fire. Like that fucking holographic rainbow armor thing. Like <laughs> that shit was just oh god, it was bad. Anyway. That's pretty cool that he came back for that though. Mm-hmm. I love Peter Weller. You know he's a professor at UCLA now? What? Mm-hmm. Professor Weller? What? Um, if I remember correctly, art is mainly art history. Oh, he's so good. That's just, that's amazing. And I I love him. And I am gonna apply to go to UCLA so I can actually be in this class. <laughs> why am I Why am I flashing back all of a sudden? I'm pretty sure we did a story on this in yep. like a older GCR. We did, but Benita wasn't on it, so now she is. Yeah. So now yeah. <laughs> Yay! And for the rest of the audience, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. I, I, I legit want to take his class on our history. I think his I think his um, expertise is on Renaissance and modern. That's amazing. I would listen to that man talk about art any fuck. But not me. I am offended. It's like, how much does the tuition cost? Is it worth that? <laughs> I mean, I you know doubt me I have the money a... for UCLA, but. <laughs> You know me. I'm an artist. I can talk about art if I want to. There's got to be some YouTube videos. I'll look later. You're like, someone's recorded one of his lectures for sure. I'm, 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 do. I'm, I'm totally being offended right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat. We can't wait. Um, yeah, that's the shit. When is that? Is it March or... April. April. No. April 16th. April. March. Yeah, because March is just sleep. Yeah. We're not going to talk about just sleep. Um, oh, shit. What? Oh, something I wanted Sorry, I don't some, know if you could tell. Something I wanted to talk about. The Outer Worlds okay. final DLC, Murder on Aerodanos. We didn't <gasps> know about it. Not jack shit. Just a murder what? on the fucking planet. God but damn it. It, so they announced the name for their second and final expansion. Yeah, but it is rumored to be out this March. Damn! Oh shit! Like, I like I like the fact I'm I like the fact that they're dropping the teasers and like the announcement of it so close to the release. Yep. Um, they say it is a murder mystery, so I'm like, fuck. It's not like. The first DLC, Peril of Gorgon, was more of a noir thriller. Which it was, because I replayed that damn DLC so much 
just to hear all the party members' different expressions, when you get to this one part in um, Peril Gorgon, on Gorgon, whereas the whole I building... I haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh, you have... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so behind. I fucking forgot about it. Like, I swear to God, this pandemic made me forget about so much shit, but I forgot that there was DLC for it. So, like, play Parallel no spoilers. Gorgon. If you have Parvati in your group, your heart will break. I just, I love the Outer Worlds so much because, one, it is just great gameplay. It's a great story. It's a fascinating new universe. But also, just, um,. The representation, because it was just, um, why am I blinking on her name? The cute little mechanic. Parvati, um, I just said her name, Parvati. Yeah, you did, you did, sorry, you did, you did. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, look, again, I'm definitely hitting that tipsy point, because this is very high <laughs> alcohol content beer that I'm drinking. It's very delicious, but it's, it packs a wallop. Um. Wow. That is a curse on anything to hear the word wallop. Yeah, sorry. Jimmy Woo is uh, rubbing off on from WandaVision. <laughs> um, but I loved her so episode. much. Anyway, I loved her so much in helping with her side quest because she was asexual. And so, like, her whole main quest, like, she's freaking out. She wants to ask this lady out on a date, but Do she's I- then terrified that she's not gonna like her because she doesn't she doesn't wanna she doesn't wanna do the do. <laughs> she doesn't wanna do the deed. Um and it was just oh, it's just God, it's such such good feeling when like you see people that recognize like the insecurities you have and to show them and to just be able to like help her through them was like just a that's one of the video games I cried in. It's um, like, it's fine. I'm okay. This the, is great. The writer for the Outer it's, Worlds. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm just going to keep drinking beer until I'm fine. Yeah. Um, the writer for the Outer Worlds, the piggyback on that, we also talked about this um, earlier last year. Um, fuck, what was her name? Um, Ellie. There we go. Ellie was supposed to be in a relationship with the, with the player character. Um, they said there's certain dialogue that is still in the game, but that it doesn't hint to a relationship. They said they, they took out a whole dialogue tree out of it and the, that, that course for them two to be in a relationship. But it said the chemistry between Ellie and the player character was it was always was there and how the way the actors for the voice actors played Ellie it was it, it, it looked like it was going to go there but um, the writer said our director of the game said we don't want to be like Mass Effect so they took it out mm. see I feel like they definitely should have had romance options in but I also kind of liked that they didn't I don't know it's, that, and that's I'm happy either way but I also feel like, yeah, like Mass Effect and like Dragon Age games has sort of ruined me because I'm like, but yeah, what if I want to have a relationship with that person? And, and it looks like it was that. Let me romance them, damn it. It looked like it, that was the big contention between um, Obsidian because most people wanted to keep it in there while 
the head honcho was like, it's fine because not all the people was really worrying about it until that article came out. And then now people are looking at it. The game now in that lens, like, oh, I can see it finally. But I was like, playing, I'm like, I'm like, more like, all right, we know Pavardi wants to be with Jinlei. Let's help Pavardi win the goal. And also, I'm the only person who let who help Pavardi drink, but also gave her water so she would get a headache. That is what mm. a true fan do. Just, uh You help your just- friend. I'm adorable. I just loved it so much. I don't want to replay that. You help your friend not get a hangover. That's what a true friend does. I mean, I have to now just to get the DLC. It's fine. Yeah, you have to. Because Pearl of yeah. Gorgon is really fun. And there's a bunch of um, references and Easter eggs that you'll like. And this is not a spoiler. It's just fucking funny. And this ties to Christian's namesake. There's a giant-ass llama in the goddamn game. I'm not saying what type of... <laughs> what. What it is or what it is, there is a fucking llama in the game. All of a sudden, my interest has been, like, equally um, doubled. <laughs> and um, this is the most difficult DLC I ever played. In t- not in terms of, like, gameplay, more in dialogue checks. The most difficult. And I remember, you- like, first time I played this game, I had to, like, I ended up reloading and losing like a good three hours of gameplay because I didn't I didn't realize that the priest was a recruitable character <laughs> like when you first meet him and he's like oh can you find this book for me and I'm like oh fuck you priest I don't I don't trust you preachers and then people like I'm like looking online and people are talking about how they love him and he's one of their favorites and I'm like God damn it. Okay. I didn't do what you Okay. Did. I just went back to the planet, picked him up, did his mission real quick, and I was done. And I went back to the main story. Well, see, this was after I'd already sided with, like, the, um, what were they, like, the hippies or, like, the ones that were living outside of town uh-huh. and had their own water supply. Yeah. So I'd sided with them, and so then the whole town hated me because I'd shut down their their factory and so i could not recruit them because they just were trying to kill me oh I, you know what i did i could this is uh, this is why i said this playthrough this recent playthrough. i stopped in the middle of it because i want to like play pearl uh murder of Danos when it comes out so instead of like reloading what i did last and then playing the dlc like, no i'm stopping where i'm at which has been for three months i stopped where i'm at I'm going to wait till the DLC comes out. Then I'm going to jump right back in the main story. Because so far I did, I finished, the last time I played, I finished Pearl Gorgon. So what I did was for the speech check, I convinced the, the head of the hippie clan, what you would call it, to take over a saltwater, Edgewater's town. I had to convince the mayor to leave town and never come again. It, mm. The speech check went through. Yes, the town is now; those hippies are now jaded, but they are now more healthy. They still just as healthy as they were before, but the town is more healthier though now because she's taken over. I was like, I'm just not letting them know that she uses corpses for the plants. It's still yeah. No, there there was really no good like 
option in that first big choice, which I liked. Because I'm like, man, they both sort of suck. And <laughs> for this one, for Peril of the Gorgon, that's why I said the difficult is... It doesn't matter what level you're playing it on. It's the, it's the conversational checks that you have to hit. Because you say the one wrong thing, you're going to have to kill one of the other person instead of having them work together. Yeah, because I think like this is from the deal. This is for the DLC, and that is my warning to you all. Like D and D, choose your attributes wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I still one of my favorite bits in that game was when you were at the uh, what was it like the fucking uber rich town mm-hmm. planet or whatever. Yeah, um, not Marnark. Yes, Marnark is the desert planet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like the fucking rich, rich, rich bitch place. Yeah. And there's one lady that's like, I heard there's a paradise. People are keep going to this magical paradise. And oh. I want to go there. And like being like a total fucking Karen. And then you find out it's like they're sending all the old people there to just murder them. A la like fucking Soylent Green type shit. Mm. Like not turn them into food, but they're definitely just like sending them to this paradise place to get shot by um a bunch of machines. And so once you figure it out, you can go back and talk to that lady and she's like, So what is this place? Is it magical? Is it great? And you can tell her the truth. Or you could be like me, uh, the petty phantom, and just be like, Yeah, no, it's great. It's a beautiful paradise, you should go there. <laughs> I did, I did the same get thing. Get shot. And I did that. And I don't regret it. I did the same thing. Much like how I did you never ever... regret punching that guy out of the elevator window in Mass Effect 2. Oh. Forever and always hit um, that renegade prompt. Did you uh, <laughs> Did you have Ellie in your party when you did that to him, that woman on that planet? I think so. Because Ellie was like this. He, he's like, at least you got the money, Captain. I was like, you're <laughs> damn right I did. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, you can go. It's a total good place. Give me my money. Thank you. Go have fun. Yep, give me my money. Okay, goodbye. Have fun storming the castle. Um, <laughs> before we go into our main topic, the reason why I like The Outer World so much is not only because of the story and how believable all the characters are, like Provardi... Um, Ellie, I, I can tell at least one person who has Ellie personality, except for they're more friendly than Ellie, though. Um, like, it's, and then now the way everyone is not masculine, because everyone is wearing three-piece suits. It's not considered masculine, it's just, they're just wearing the suits. There's some flamboyant-looking male characters, there's still flamboyant-looking women characters, and then they're just middle-of-the-road people. But I like is like everyone is equal on equal footing. Well, not wealth. That's, that's still representative of what how we are today. But in terms of how they are looked, how they present it, and I know some of us complain about there's no fat people here. You realize they're slowly dying. I was like, they literally he literally tells you at the start of the game, everyone is slowly dying because of malnourishment. They just don't know it yet. It makes sense why no you really have anyone who's bigger than everyone else in the goddamn game. Maybe so, except for two people. That's about it. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, that that actually kind of makes sense. So I'm like, I'm hoping they get a part two because I want to know what happens to Earth. 
I legit want to know, like, they have the technology to go back to Earth and to their, their the solar system that they're in. Like, it said, it's, I think they said it was like two weeks between um, jump skips. So it was like, oh shit, you can easily go to Earth and see what the fuck happens. And be like, oh shit, I don't want to be here no more. And then go back. But mm, I want an alien invasion part two. Because I want to see if that woman from Sublight was right. There's actual aliens. Because mm-hmm. it was like they disappeared. The Earth Federation, an entire army disappeared. It's like, isn't that suspect to you? I was even like, oh, what if that's a DLC? But now we know that's <laughs> not the DLC. We got a noir thriller and a murder mystery. It's okay. That can be for. Uh... The outer outer worlds, <laughs> the outerer worlds, the outerer, the outermost worlds. There you go. Some way yep. not stupid. And now it's been forty four minutes, and I'm pretty much people are like, when the fuck are they gonna get to the review? Here. Oh yeah. Well, we just want to give people time to listen if they still haven't watched the episode yet. If you guys haven't figured this out yet, we uh, diverge. All the fucking time. Um, we'll start on one topic and then it'll branch off into so many different ones that we then forget what the hell we were originally talking. So. Exactly. It's very much like uh, it's very much like branch realities or you know things like that. You know, that, you last... could you could say it was like a nexus point. Ah, uh, like somewhere somewhere where all everything converges. Yes. And, I and could... then we sort of we sort of just uh, branch off in some of those different uh, different Nexus worlds there. Where are we branching off to now? Me um, tell- I think me Westview. That... Yeah, mm. heard Westview is a nice place. Yeah, but... it's a magical place. Or me telling people that um, last episode we came in short, so that's why I'm padding this episode with filler, like WandaVision. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait a minute. What? The last episode was like 140 minutes, bro. Oh, oh, oh. wasn't wait, it? No, no, it was 38. 38 minutes. Hence why I'm gonna start this off. Whoever. Oh no! Sorry, the- I read that like you were talking about. Our last episode was short, not oh, no, no. the one division. We started. One, but, we started. Okay. The, we started the one division review right at the bat, and the episode came up short. So hence why I decided to extend the conversation on other shit. So I'm doing it gotcha. reverse. News topics, the housekeeping news topics, now the review. Okay. There it is. Reverse. On it. Um, but Buzz now, brain, same page. Now Good. Let's, let's, Good to let's, go. Let's get a bone pick with, the, with this person who posted the photo that everyone tweeted, everyone reported on, I guess we're going to be the first to talk shit about it. Every part of the fact that these episodes are going to be three hours, an uh, hour long, use a bitch. Moving forward, yep. Use yep. a bitch. I'm not going to call y'all like your, your mama out like Hayward does, but no, you specifically, use a bitch. This is just a teachable moment that it's always good to, uh, to double check um, any... Anything you see on social media sites, if you see a story that's like, hey, the last three episodes of WandaVision are going to be an hour each, go ahead and just Google it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
check it, see if there's confirmation of it, but if no one else said it other than whatever's on that social media post, then you know what? Now you know it's bullshit. Um, they're just good, good lessons in life there, people. Always, always question it. Okay. WandaVision is not the Mandalorian, so there we go. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Something I did realize something, and we talked, me and Benita talked about it before we started recording. The, everybody's complaining about the length, especially Generation Z, um, complaining about the length of the episode, but it's like, but it's many of the credits. To combat the fact that this is a streaming show, and they can't believe it took me to episode seven to realize this. They treat it like network TV. Yeah. Because network TV is normally the episode is really twenty five, or if it's a hour long show, it's really thirty five minutes long. Well, that's that's the thing. I I think the 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 post that we all saw that led us to believe that it was like an hour long, in a way, obviously was wrong, but in another way, wasn't because. I think with the content of this latest episode, this episode seven, the format of the epi- of the episodes themselves changed as well. But also, you do realize episode six was forty eight minutes long. That's true. So, Wait, it was? Yeah. It was forty eight. Yeah. And the other one, and the other one was thirty eight. So it's really so because I had looked like when I realized this episode wasn't like an hour long. I had looked on the internet, and so it looks like a lot of the confusion stemmed from, like, an interview Feige did with, I think it was, like, TV Line, um, where he said the episode lengths will vary towards the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So, from that, someone jumped to the conclusion that they were all going to be an hour each. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the point I was getting was... I'm going according to what we used to watch when we was in the 90s and early 2000s before the streaming and cable boom, um, satellite boom, was re- like, it was really the commercials that took up the most time. But in this case, it's the credits that's taking up the most of the time. So, I'm good. And on that front. But also... I'm marking this down. I am no longer speculating on anything one division. My cork board is finally officially down. That's uh, that's real helpful for a one division, you know, um, themed cast. And, and also, I'm just, it's just it's so also, funny it's because then helpful, helpful, helpful for me to enjoy the actual episode instead of just speculating every fucking episode. Fair enough. I found. I mean, it could be an Easter egg. I think I found, but. Maybe it could eventually mean something more. You never know with this goddamn show, and that's what I love slash hate about it, is because it's like, you look at one thing, and you're like, does this mean something more? And then you're like, oh, no, that was just a wink. But then you're like, wait, no, it did mean something more. God damn it. What is happening? But, like, I was talking about how, and I think we had talked about this um, before. It might have been before we were recording one of our previous podcasts, but, like, about the different generations. Uh And, you know, how... Um, Generation X is like mostly kids born in like late 60s and 70s. So I think it was like 65. 90. I think we were talking about this last podcast. Last podcast. Yeah, 1980. Um, so the twins, Billy and Tommy, were so born cool. technically in the 70s, in the 70s episode of WandaVision. 
Right. Which would make them Generation X, which is a fun little comic book series about mutant teenagers that Marvel huh. has done. So I'm like, is this an Easter egg or am I just looking too deep into things? I don't know. I don't know with this show because it just makes me question everything. Yeah, every single line has me questioning, like, what does that actually mean? Right? Like, now I'm looking at the mailman. I'm like, who's this fucking mailman guy? Yeah, I'm like, they they showed this guy before, and he seemed nosy before. Could he be, like, a spy in the Nexus or something like that? Or is he some lackey? His line was to Agnes, which he said, don't shoot me, I'm just the messenger. So... Who are you working for there, buddy? Who who are you messaging for? Who? Who? Yeah. I want to know. I need to know. Like, does, <laughs> like, I... Got two answers. Like, the only thing that, that makes me think of, of what that is... So I think we're already jumping straight into episode six here. Um, but, uh... Right, let's, make, let's make it, um... Let's give it a little more structure like we did during the um, TMT and the derailed DC review. Let's start with Benita first on her overall thoughts. Then you, Krishna, and I'll go last. Like last episode, okay. reverse. Um, so, I, I mean, we all knew Agnes was Agatha, but I still think it was, like, such a great reveal. <laughs> like, that fucking song slaps. I love it. I just want to dance to it all the time it's just (laughs) it's so good um not only the fact that it's just riffing off the monsters but then it like makes you think of deeper things because you're like okay why is it's men singing the parts about like agatha ruining things and then agatha then comes in and sings like yes it was agatha all along so then i'm like is she fucking up someone else's plans like is like, did Mephisto have, like, some certain plans? Or, like, Dormammu, Nightmare, whoever the fucking big bad is. Because I don't think she's the main bad. I think it's still, like, almost a partnership thing. But anyway, that we can touch back to that since that's at the end of the episode. Um, I overall really enjoyed this um, because of the whole office vibes. Um vision looking into the camera talking directly to the camera realizing he's talking to the camera and he's like why the fuck am i talking to you <laughs> and then like bouncing was just hysterical it was great it was great um i truly think darcy's uh superpower is that she has chemistry with everybody um because <laughs> i i still want to show with like her and jimmy woo going to investigate weird fucking shit all of like a fun x-files um but i also love her relationship with monica like they're great together um and her and vision are fucking hysterical together i loved him trying to be like we had a moment we had a connection yeah <laughs> and her being and just, like, just like Ew, creeper no <laughs> was just oh it was so good um and i love just the full-on millennial moment where wanda was just like i really just think life is meaningless 
um, nothing means anything. And it's just, I was like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like a lot of millennials feel that, though. They're like, yeah, it's all meaningless. It's fine. Um, and then, of course, like, Monica getting her powers was so good. I just loved that that whole bit, kind of seeing her split. So it's, again, like, I'm still not sure if they're going to have her do Photon, like, take the name Photon, or do Spectrum, because, like, her powers, she sort of looked like she had split on the Spectrum. So... And then, of course, once she gets in there, she sees all of the different spectrum of things, all of, like, Neo um, <laughs> in the, in the Matrix. Like, in the Nexus. Yeah. Um, but it was just, oh, it's just so good. And her, like, reaching out to uh, Wanda just to be like, I know you're lost. I know your pain, like, because I just, I can't even imagine how I would react in that situation if I, one, was in Wanda's shoes, where I, one, had to kill, like, the quote-unquote love of my life, and then watch him be brought back to life, only to be brutally murdered again, right in front of my face. Yeah. And then snapped away, and then brought back. And then fight the guy who did it and have him not even acknowledge your presence. Right? Like, you you die, but then when you brought back, you think it's only been like a seconds, and then you find out five years have passed. Um, so like, or even with, with Monica, where she's like, yeah, I fell asleep, and then I woke up. Yeah. But my mom apparently died three years ago. Got, like, oh, I just can't even can't even imagine how I would yep. react with that. So yep, I, I just I love both of their performances, um, but I especially just love Catherine Hahn as Agatha because she's just it was such a good choice. Oh, so like, Chef's Kiss inspired. Um, she's just beautiful and just terrifying and hysterical um i really hope they keep her around because she's sort of just had the best intro and i'm just like no but seriously please give us a tv show called agatha all along because i would love to see it like from the reverse from her perspective yeah like what did you do when like wanda's just like going off living her happily ever after and you're just like I'm here to fuck around like ugh um but this is why so again with the ending it's why I think there's like a bigger obviously bigger connection it's not just her as the big bad she's definitely working for somebody else um uh especially with like the book and then the hexagons in her Layer? Is that what we're gonna call it? You know, this the dungeon? Like dungeon feels weird. This might be like, thinking about it too much. But what if what if Agatha's goal ends up becoming something like she knows that they need Wiccan because theoretically he can become the Sorcerer Supreme later and that would be the connection to Doctor Strange. See, so I was thinking about that. So then I kept thinking about like in the comics about how 
like the first time um uh Wanda's kids were brought to life because of Mephisto like they basically were given life with little bits of Mephisto so I'm like I'm wondering if they're flipping that so mm. Agnes is using them like using the twins and using Wando or Wando Wanda <laughs> to bring life to Wando Vizendo or to bring him into this this world like if they're just sort of like hey we're flipping the book kind of like you know how a lot of people think they're flipping yeah. House of M hmm. and so I'm wondering that but also because like so the book and the hexagons make me think that's a bigger link to uh, Doctor Strange because I know like he had his little library of um, dark spells uh, what was it Kaecilius was that the bad guy's name yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, what's his name's character? Yeah, Mads. Mads Milk. Madsy. Yeah. Um, but they also had so the hexagons in um Agatha's basement. I love. I keep flipping back and forth between Agatha and Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> but like <Agatha. laughs> her, they had symbols within the hexagons. And so Caecilius, when he went to, what was it, Dormammu, or used, like, the dark power from the dark dimension or whatever the fuck it was, had the symbol carved on his forehead. And so I'm wondering if the other symbols might mean, like, other demons or other beings, like Dormammu. And so, like, since, like, her underground seemed to be part of, like, the real world and not a part of the hex. I'm wondering if it's sort of like the portal to help bring them through. Yeah. The like, nexus point, if you will. <laughs> like maybe Wanda's affecting the nexus point around like around it. Because I'm still but the root so, of the, the power is not her, maybe. Yeah, because I think especially with that nexus commercial, I think they're definitely leaning more towards like how Wanda in the comics is kind of like the nexus point, nexus being, whatever the fuck she's yeah. called, where like she doesn't really change through the realities. She's always the Constant. same. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the, maybe that's the, the hidden meaning behind the whole ending of that tagline that's like, the nexus, it's not all, all about you, or is it? Yeah. Like, because, and that could be why they used her because i keep thinking like i keep going back to these the idea i had where like vision's body was already in new jersey right and that's why wanda ended up there because and i just i keep thinking about it because the the point of the tvs with this whole idea of the sitcom reality but how most of the tv shows ended with the TVs, but then also the end credits and going into Vision's eye through the TV, like the end credits always when they ever they zoom into the more pixelated bits, mm -hmm. it's through Vision's eyes. Um, so I'm wondering if like because they were trying to bring Vision back they figured out like they could able they were able to bring him back a little bit through like the analog or like 
the television frequency, like they were able to get some life signs from him, some reaction Hmm. to him with those wavelengths. Because again, like Darcy was talking about, like the CMBR, but also there was these frequencies there. And like, I mean, Vision, when he first came out, he could like surf the net easy peasy. But because like everything maybe, was like broken and destroyed, maybe like, maybe they have yeah. to go back. Maybe because maybe because his base code is Jarvis, and like it's been so altered at this point, like it kind of defaults to him being able to communicate on that frequency, and maybe that's what's channeling like the power of the Mind Stone or something. Yeah, because I mean, even when he escaped, like he was he was breaking apart, and it didn't look like in the way his body was because like when we saw the video his body was in pieces right broken apart and when he's falling apart it really looked like he was just like getting sucked back into the frequency like that it was trying to to keep him because it was like Like no this is where you are because you are part of the frequency so it's like he's more of like not, could, I don't want to say could, hologram, but like maybe. That's well, could it, could it have also been like a reverse effect of like when you know how like when when something goes through the hex, it it's it's like material makeup gets rewritten on like a cellular level. So even though the multiple pieces were brought in, because the reality of what exists in there rewrote them to all fit together as a body, that would at least reattach his body together. So even though his um, like his 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 life his essence isn't in his body anymore, I could yeah. see that where it's just like it's by him exiting the hex, it's making it it's making that conversional sense of like how does this make sense outside of my confines? Like yeah. okay, all of these pieces have to be together no matter what, but he would still be dead, so he would still return to the death state, which is I guess how they were interpreting it probably because the thing the thing that i noticed is as he died he still had the same like damage in his skull yeah because i mean his head was still his head was technically still in one piece um, right from what i remember of the video like it was definitely decapitated but it was like well together it it was still together but it still definitely had the crater in it from the mind stone yeah um but yeah but yeah, it's, it's a good... I, there's a there's a lot of weird things like like the thing that i was really impressed with weirdly with this with this last episode was um i know they they titled it breaking the fourth wall but i feel like they broke the fourth wall not in the conventional sense in this but like in the way that they're formatting like the the narrative around certain characters because it's like you you know like I, one of the main things that they've been using as a tool for that has been like the aspect ratio changes. Yes. And that's like a representation of like the fourth wall of reality here. And like breaking that may not have only just been like in a in a like oh Agnes is talking to the camera. It could have also been like hey when Monica went through the vo- through the uh hex the aspect ratio changed again after she realized how to use her powers and it kept switching subtly in between the different characters with whoever had control of the situation. 
because yeah. there were also there was also auditory cues like when when Monica's first talking to um to Wanda and then Agnes is about to show up just before she shows up the aspect ratio changes again and mm-hmm. there's an audio cue that were like there's an off key note that plays like seconds before she comes into shot oh see i missed that bit and that that's why i'm wondering because normally narratively you would do that like as it happens or like after the character enters frame because then yeah. it's like okay this character brought this tone shift but they maybe i'm reading too much into it but it seems to me like they at least very specifically put the tone changes before her character walked into scenes kind yeah. of like maybe maybe that's a way that they're also showing like in in the fourth wall aspect she's still controlling it yeah I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm reading too good... into it, but but that's the thing I love so much about this show is because they want you to read into it. They want you to pick apart. They they want yeah. you to focus on on everything. They want you to discuss it because they're just like you know they're literally like we're making this for you. Like, yeah, we want you to enjoy this. We want you to love this. Um, so yes, please like discuss. Uh, hypothesize all that fun stuff Um, yeah so i just i love everything about it i still don't i still don't think we've quite met um monica's contact right Um, that felt weird to me that okay that's now leaning into the more like things i didn't like about this these last episodes yeah the whole thing like goodner we're just like who the fuck are you (laughs) Yeah, but like, then you show you? like you show a space vehicle and a space suit, and I'm like, okay. And you expect us not to think that this is gonna be like some fantastic bullshit lead up, like. Yeah, I was like, this is obviously telegraphing exactly what's gonna happen. Like that, that did not surprise me in any way, shape, or form. I was like, I mean, yeah. the only surprise was like, who the fuck are you, and how the fuck did you get this off the base without? without alarming anybody how do you just walk away with a with an entire like massively quote-unquote armored space vehicle because yeah. they in charge that was the aerospace engineer it was like uh oh yeah when she's like see this is why i was saying i don't think the aerospace engineer was gonna be like the the cameo thing we were all thinking yeah and um i had a thought while y'all was when i was yeah, I was listening to y'all, but I was in the bathroom. I don't care. Um, <laughs> we were trying to not say it, but all right. <laughs> I don't care. Um, That's what the mute button's for. It's fine. I had to go, and I went. Um, <laughs> I think... I don't want to theorize. I don't, because you're, you're pulled back from Doctor Strange. But I can tell you this. Catherine Hahn is not in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. She's not on the casting list. She, um... Mm-hmm. Only that we oh. know of. Kevin Feige confirmed that the casting list is set, and the last person to finally join, even though they're on hold, is Elizabeth Olsen. So, <laughs> she's um, the last one to join. I was like, probably it's a deal. They probably had the workout. Probably. I don't know. Um, but I was thinking of Marta. Like, what if they resolved everything, but Agatha's still around, Mordo pops up, 
kills Agatha because I don't want to. Uh, as much as I like Captain Han and she has been killed, anything that Captain Han's in, she's she kills it. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's just keep her in everything. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I would almost, almost go as far as to say Catherine Han could start becoming the new Meryl Streep. Man, oh, street. yeah. Man, like I don't want to call it early, but like. No, I could sign. But like everything that I've ever seen Catherine Hahn in, I've never not liked her, and I've always thoroughly enjoyed her roles. Um, I mean, look, I love Meryl Streep, but she's also done some shit movies. Like, like she personally was good, but the movies were shit. Like the movie that comes to mind: the goods, the bad, the good, and the ugly, <laughs> with Jerry <laughs> Piven. And um, Bing Rames and Captain Han. There was a a scene in that movie. It was Bing Rames and her. I guess they was about to get it on. And she was like, was she, the the line she used is like, she pulled, she was like, I want you to go to town on me. Like that big black man in Baby Boy. And I was like, wait, but that was Bing Rames in Baby Boy. Oh. I I still remember when she fucking pissed in the urinal and. Step Brothers, that shit oh, was fucking hysterical. That, I, that was I, I like marking her goddamn territory. <laughs> I, I, I was like, movie. bitch, if you don't end up with her, I'm gonna be very disappointed in you. <laughs> um, I liked her character in um, Parks and Rec when she was playing oh, Le- yep. Les- Leslie Nope's um, campaign manager, and she was like, yeah. "You gotta go home to your kids." She's like, "Kids," and she started just that evil laugh. She's like, "You think this body is gonna ruin over kids?" Love. No. All yeah. of like the Twitter reactions mashing up the is she a dog killer and then her holding Sparky and I'm just like yes Twitter thank you. Oh no I a hundred percent was like uh, if she's evil she killed Sparky on purpose. I knew I knew she killed her. I knew she killed Sparky right off the bat. Even I just like that tag was like like. I and I killed that, Sparky too. <laughs> I think I think and that the, oh, I think that was the laugh. fourth wall break. It was like confirming what everyone knew. I'm like yeah I killed the damn dog. So, and started laughing. I think she, t- and you can tell she probably relished in that shit too. Yeah. So this is where, like, again, with the theories, I just, I fucking, I love this show because they make me think about it. So I think the whole MacGuffin about it being about Vision is just that. I think it's a MacGuffin. So, like, I think definitely Hayward was all about Vision. Oh. And so that's why I still think, like, there is, there's, more. like, we're still going to find out more, like, I still kind of like the idea of like Hayward, Dottie, and um, Agatha like sort of working together. But I think like Agatha was definitely like using them. Like she sort of like got in with this whole vision thing because she may either she knew like the snap was going to get undone, or maybe she came here right after the snap because. Scarlet Witch was back, and she sensed her power. Like, however, they're going to explain it away. Like, I think Vision is the MacGuffin because she was always after Scarlet Witch. She's not Scarlet and Witch yet. Of course, the whole like for the children scene, like looking back on it now, you're just like, yeah, you got pregnant at that at that magic show, <laughs> there, Wanda. <laughs> that was definitely a ritual. They wanted you to get pregnant. Um, um, and so that's where it leads me back to like where I think she was using all of them, Scarlet Witch and all that, just to get a her powers because she kept like all of those episodes, even like the magic show episode, like she used her powers and they made it seem like she was using it with like 
fucking the senior scratch to escape out of the the hat but i'm wondering if she used it to make vision drunk so that wanda then had to use her powers because every scene she's with like she's getting them to use her powers so like she's either getting scarlet witch to use her powers or she's getting the kids to age up and use their powers yeah so she's using them basically for their powers and that's where i kind of keep coming back to like maybe they're flipping it and so she's trying to use them to either give mephisto life bring him back to life because maybe that could be like the book of the dead i don't know i don't think this is i don't think we're gonna get mephisto at all not here excuse me you said you had no theories you weren't gonna do theories so i'm no i'm putting out you hush no (laughs) <laughs> Y'all both talked a good couple of minutes. I've been gone. <laughs> My time. Like, I'm I'm pulling rank on the guy who doesn't want to talk about this to say let's not talk about this. <laughs> no, I said going further. I don't want to do no more theories because I know I'm going to be wrong. I was looking up theories. I don't think we're. I don't think. We're going to get a Mephisto. And I'm reading these theories. I'm like, in a way, I don't think we're going to get a Mephisto. One, I think we're going to get Ultron. You think we're getting Ultron? No. Hell uh, They said... Sorry. That... Look how... how? Hold on. Can I? Can I say it? <laughs> that... Yes. Jim! Jesus! Let me say it! <laughs> sorry. 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 That was a voice that never came out before. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so there has it has happened in the comic books, and it has happened twice on um, in Avengers episodes. Ultron has came back, and it's the most graphic for a cartoon ever. He came back, but he took over a human body, infiltrated Shield, but in this case, it'll probably be it'll be Sword, just to get the body back, which will be Vision's body. And you saw how it, the whole point of everything, even um, Monica said, it's Vision's body that Hayward wants. Vision's body is made of pure vibranium and special um, to be. I forget, I have to. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Age of Ultron because it has all that shit in there. It's like a synthetic vibranium alloy, yeah. like hybrid shit. So yeah, but like they also said in the show, it's decaying. True. So it's breaking down. Which maybe maybe is like the precedence and like why he needs to do it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I still That's I not mean, that's not a bad theory. It's not. And I'm like, in Ultron, we don't know if Vision really did completely kill Ultron. We just know that he blew up that body. Ultron always always has a fucking contingency plan. He's just like one of those cockroaches yeah. that just can't fucking go. Well, not right now in the Marvel Comics. He's literally MIA somewhere because Thor got in that ass. <laughs> Don't fuck yeah. with Thor when he's already... He lost an arm. Oh, in the comic books, Thor lost an arm. And he's now king again. Yeah, because Malekith chopped it off. So please do not, please do not judge Malekith based off of Thor: The Dark World, because that is the worst character assassination yep. of any Marvel character I've ever seen. And Ultron came and fucked with Thor at the wrong time, and Thor put his at, put foot to ass. 
But I digress. Okay. <laughs> um, Tangents. It's fine. Tangents. <laughs> but it, 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 it applied to what we're trying to do. But um, also, I think we're going to get a scene. I forgot what issue um, Avengers was where it was Agatha and Wanda, she was trying to calm Wanda. She, and Wanda was like, where's my kids? And she just wanted to flip the fuck out and killed Agatha. I think at some point in these final two episodes, Wanda's going to snap back. And she's gonna, and everyone's gonna try to stop her from killing Agatha. She's gonna be like, "Where are my children? Like, if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to like." She's, I think, she's, she did say, "Am I? I think I'm the bad guy by this point." Like, Wanda's already degrading in terms of her um, her mental state. I think she will finally cross the line, and it won't be Vision Hayward or. Darcy, I think she's gonna kill. Mon- I think she's gonna kill Agatha. To which I do agree that monsters callback with theme for Catherine is awesome. Um, and then the office parody opening was awesome. Like I get there. Like I think it was more a Modern Family, but I I get wait. I never see Modern Family. Modern Family shoots exactly like that, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Like the the, the entire like the intro. Definitely office inspired, but yeah, the show's way more. But um, yeah, that was my two cents. Um, like basically all the background music of like doon 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 doon, like that whole thing was yeah. like a hundred percent Modern Family like based. But um, yeah. I like I couldn't help but think during the episode though, like especially when when uh, when. Elizabeth Olsen's like talking to camera directly. Like I couldn't help but think, mm-hmm. man, she she really had to just come in and show up her her sisters and was like, you know what? I wasn't on on a sitcom, so I'm gonna be on all of them. Who? Right? Who? Who are you talking <laughs> about again? Who? Elizabeth Olsen? No, Elizabeth Olsen. What sisters? They don't. They don't. If they don't want to act. They don't. Ashley Olsen. Mary Kate. They don't exist. Mary Kate and Ashley. They, they don't, I don't like Full House. I don't want to watch Full House. But if you don't want to come back, and they even told you, we'll pay you as much as you want. You don't want to come back just to do a cameo. You don't exist. All right, you can go get gone. There's only one Olsen sister. There's only one Olsen, and that's Elizabeth Olsen because she's killing it in this damn show. That's my two cents. <laughs> so, so Mary Kate, who? Um, That's the title of this episode. Mary Kate who? <laughs> Every kiss begins with Elizabeth Olsen. There we go. <laughs> I mean, Every kiss begins with Wanda. Also, it was her birthday <clears throat> the other day. Uh, on the day of this recording, it's Saturday the 20th. Apparently, the other day was her birthday. Huh. So, happy birthday, Wanda Maximoff. She's not special. If by some miracle Elizabeth Olsen is listening, happy birthday, belated. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> You're killing it. I hope you get an Emmy nom at the very minimum, but you definitely deserve. I would Emmy say keep this. it going, but I already know that you fully have already finished filming this, so. <laughs> You're ready to start production on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You have hexed my heart, and I, I'm not even mad. That's all I got to say about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I Damn. thoroughly enjoyed it. I love how they showed uh, Agatha and 
how she's fucked shit up all along. And it's just, that's why I think, like, Vision is just a MacGuffin. Because, like, everything was sort of, like, trying to push him away and get him out of the picture to get them to use their powers. Because even when, like, it's like when he was drunk, again, like, I'm wondering if she made him drunk. It Like, it wasn't the gum that made, yeah, it wasn't the gum that made him drunk. It was, it was her. Yeah. Um, because that didn't make I kept on saying, like, dude, you do know you can fly, right? I do really. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I do really love the the way that they're able to, like, it when because I'm just remembering when I watched that episode, like, yeah, it didn't make sense. But because of the way that they were doing it in this sitcom format, I completely believed it. And then now it's like, I love this like retroactive going back to those moments and being like, oh, yeah, remember that thing that just kind of didn't make sense, but you played it off because of the thing that we set up? Yeah, actually, there's a whole fucking reason behind that. Yeah. And I really love that. (laughs) That's what I got. That's what I just love about the shows. Because like going back to rewatch it, you're just like, oh, okay, I get I see now. I see. I'm picking up. I'm well, picking up. Or I'm looking too hard into this. I still don't know because the show. That hero landing. Fucking gets you. That hero landing. The hero landing. Yeah. Oh, I had, hero I had landing. A, I had a I Ryan Reynolds in the back of my head. I clapped. I clapped at that. So I was like, yes. Superhero landing. Yeah. Um. But. I cannot wait to Captain Marvel 2. So we can use, see her use her powers to a full to the full extent. Oh yeah, and I'm hoping Carol will have a personality this time. I mean, they um, they literally had a line from it in the in this episode, or on episode six. Matter, yeah, matter Captain of... Trouble. Huh? Is it Captain Trouble? Lieutenant Trouble? Shit! What is she calling? Something Trouble. Uh, ca- uh, Captain Trouble? I think Captain Trouble. I think. Something like that. Lieutenant Trouble? I don't It was something like that. Yeah. I have finished my beer, so I'm... Everything's <laughs> getting fuzzy. It's great. Um, uh, Tiana Paris, I mean, we have about 45 seconds until she passes out. No, Tiana <laughs> Paris um, did an interview. She said she paused before she um, let it slip. She said I almost pulled a Tom Holland. Um, she said she has met with um, Brie Larson. And Brie Larson has been keeping up and watching the show. So they both are giddy on... And she like, Gianna Parrish almost slipped what is going to happen to Captain Marvel 2. She almost let it slip. I was like, girl, shit, you don't want to pull a Tom Holland? Don't, don't, you don't want to be in the same <laughs> league as Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that was one of my favorite things, though, about all those press screenings is everyone, like, getting them to shut the fuck up. Like, like, I, like, I still like the Don Cheadle. Dude, dude, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did Mark Ruffalo try to save face? Like, yeah, no, I, it, it could happen like that. I, uh, Don Cheadle's like, you already just spoiled it, man. Shut up. <laughs> but, uh-huh. um, yeah. Oob, what do you guys think about the stinger? Since this was the first episode where we got a mid credit scene. Right, right. We're now in the MCU territory. Yep. <laughs> it, it's yeah, so I'm like this is the breaking of the fourth wall, and they finally did a stinger. Yeah. Um, I think that's the real Pietro. It's just recast. Um, it's just he doesn't have all his memories. Like probably she got she conjured him, and he's there. 
He just yeah. don't have his He has the memories of him dying. He even list, said how the way he died. And probably Yeah, but he said he he said he died for for nothing, but He said he died getting shot in the street. Which he did. For nothing. Which it's like, but you were saving people, so that wasn't it wasn't for nothing. Probably, yeah, like he there, he did it to save like a child and and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. But here's there's this was a theory I, I I wanted to comment on Reddit, but I was like I don't want this to be my first Reddit comment. The person said this could be an amalgamation of Eric Taylor Johnson's um, Quicksilver and his Quicksilver from the X Men universe. So he'll have his own memories of what he remembers from his world, and then probably he encroached his own memory probably encroached on Pietro's. He views it as dying for nothing while Pietro, the real Pietro will probably be like, no, I died to save a kid and Hawkeye who did a lot for me and my sister. So, or he could also be like, I died for nothing because I had this badass scene in fucking days of future past where literally I was faster than the bullet. So me getting shot to death saving other people doesn't make any fucking sense but that's Josh just Whedon. me it's ranting just, it's, it's just again it's just josh we don't want to we don't want to we, we do not want to be giving that man any any more airtime um fine but i think here's the thing though aaron not air taylor johnson evan peters is a comic fan he says he's happy the fact that he literally said knock on wood i guess i, I hope i come back in any form of way well have you guys <laughs> you like this you want to come back he was. Have, you guys, have you guys seen the retroactively those interviews that he was part of for Dark Phoenix when they were asking about like, oh yeah, would you guys ever want to play your characters? And like he immediately was about to say something and like he stopped. Like show. everybody's think everybody's thinking like that's around the time that he knew he was going to be on Wandavision. I think I think he knew. I think he probably knew. He just had to keep a tight lip about it. Yeah. And like, and here's the thing though: if this is the only thing he is in, that's okay. Like he, we, we, in a way, well, we still got MCU Quicksilver because the way um, his powers works instead of as opposed to the X Men world, which I'm gonna this is gonna be controversial. I prefer MCU's <laughs> Quicksilver speed. <laughs> it's I just don't like that. The Flash did it, and it was like, oh, The Flash never did it. No, The Flash did it. So you're technically at the first. It's just, uh, eh, it's hot. Um, but to, well. they go on, but he just, um, oh, which we started about the stinger. We were above us talking about the stinger. It was just, it, that was a very short stinger, because that was really much. It just showed us, show, it showed that Monica can learn to see some shit. And Paige was still there. Well, because I was worried, like her eyes didn't look like they were blue; they looked purple, which was what was scaring me. Probably she can, because I did look up her powers. She can take form of the energy that, um, not take form, uh, absorb the energy that she sees or touches. So she probably saw the energy, and it just probably popped up on her face. Um, but then also, Blue Marvel, who I talked about before, can do the same thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Monica a portion of Blue Marvel's powers without having to put him into the movie or mm. on the show. So I, I, that's that's kind of fine if she has those powers. I just want to see her fly and do the hero landing. And she is wearing her comic book accurate costume minus the sore logo on her chest. 
Just FYI. Yeah, looking, I did enjoy that. Looking very uh, engineering bay. Yeah. Like she just now needs her um her black medical lab bay. Coat. She's now needs her, her black lab coat and she's officially wearing her comic book costume. <laughs> yeah. I've loved all of the costumes except for like um Captain America's costume in the Avengers was really um oh, we all we everybody that's universal. And nobody likes that one. No. Uh which is that was way too comic booky, yeah. That's why we it's that's just... why everyone loved the Russo brothers. <laughs> it was like, we're not doing that. But I but I also kind of love it because it's like it is so comic booky and Colson being like, I helped design it and I'm like, bitch, you know you like you one hundred percent designed that thing. You didn't help. Like you were just like this is my icon. I love him so much. So I just keep imagining like Colson just like fucking designing it and making it look like the comic book come to life because he is such a nerd. <laughs> well, let's now get to the review portion of the review. Is that not what we were fucking doing? No, we're giving the. We already, <laughs> here's the thing. Like Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. The rating. I mean, I feel like I talked about my um my whole thing about the show and my thoughts and stuff and you guys sort of like jumped in with your own but you guys didn't really like because you, you know. pretty much touched on what i was going to talk about and yeah kind I of i just feel like i took control and i just don't want to be the only one being like fangirling out like colsoning out but I, just if being, you want like, to the ne- get to the show. negatives and then we get we already know you're 20 out of 20 um <laughs> the negatives though is the i hope it's not the trope they using the trope that I hate and everything where the villain gets the upper hand and mind controls the hero. Cause then you're getting what people don't want from um from Wanda. You be making her be the bad you using her emotional state to make her the villain. But yeah. in this way, but it is it was being manipulated with and I'm like I was I was fine up until that. That's point. always Cause I, I mean, because I figured it was gonna, they was gonna buck. Marvel's gonna buck the trend, but now they went with that same, they same fucking trope as always. Why would you think that they have any interest in breaking the trend that's making them money? I don't know, but it looks like um, I'm gonna have to start writing, um, finish writing my comic books so I can buck that trend. There you go. I mean, I feel like manipulation is always like part of everything. a villain trope, but I don't think it's like, like who, who did Malekith? Manipulate in Thor: The Dark World. I haven't seen uh, Thor: The Dark World in forever. Thor's arm. <laughs> like, I mean, that's it's a trash movie. Like, it's, don't get me wrong, I but should, like, uh, no, I have no, like Loki. Loki manipulates, but that's just because Loki don't is give him a pass. manipulative. Don't, don't give him a pass. He's an asshole and a manipulator. That's what he is. Not because it's his personality trait. No, it is what he is. If I like, I mean, you know what? I can't really have. I cannot have Doctor Manhattan's power because I already found a way to kill um, Loki right here. See, thank you, thank you. Now That's you're starting to see what I mean. Yeah, but I still. Want but like, powers. but I mean, with other villains, so like, say Killmonger. Like Killmonger didn't really manipulate anyone. Other like, I mean, he slightly manipulated. Um, he wasn't subtle about it. Whatever. Daniel Whatever Kalua. Daniel Kaluuya's character was, like I can't even remember what his fucking character name was. And but don't worry um, about it. he's not coming back for the sequel. The the friend, uh, T'Challa's friend. Yeah. Um, he manipulated him a little bit with like, oh look, here I brought your like family's killer. 
I'm cool. Yeah. Like, take me to your leader. But, like, he didn't manipulate anybody else. Um, Isn't it that um, that, that, that girl that she thought uh, that they was going to be together and he got her killed? He was like, I was just using her. That is manipulative right there. Yep. That was real manipulative. That was just like, all right, cool. Body shield. I mean... I could see how it's manipulative, but it's also it's more like a double cross to me. Oh, don't give Michael B. Jordan a pass. Like honestly, I would have. So like eyebrow acting um, Damn it! I was trying not to drop the end, mom. Like, hour <laughs> hey, thirty-five. He's minutes. got you know he's got the end goal. Like, but I mean everybody, everybody uses manipulation. Like. Mm. Everybody like Tony Stark has manipulated people like ev- like it's sort of the human constant everybody has and everybody uses at some point or another in life yeah. to get what they want to get their thing. So like I don't think it's necessarily just a, a villain trope because I mean like who. It's a. I'll say this. It, it, I'm I'm pulling too much from like we like we um. It will come out this Wednesday. Um, I'll say the mental mind frame I'm in right now. It's because I've seen people get manipulated and seen in real life. That's the last thing you want to see on in any form of media. If, if it's books, comics, movies, television, that's the last thing you want to see. And I'm seeing it again. It's like an endless cycle, and I'm annoyed. I'm just annoyed by it. So it's a nitpick, and I'm not gonna let that review affect my rating. It's just a nitpick that I want to talk about, and that's probably that's also a reason why I would not. This is gonna be shocking. I have not. I was planning on to, but then I started thinking about it. I'm. I don't have no will to rewatch the MCU because there are because. We picked those parts out from each of those movies, and I'm remembering like all the fucking manipulation all through it. Like I'm, I now see Gamora in a different light. She had a plan all this fucking time, so you manipulated Peter and everyone else. So it's what? like, look at look at Infinity War. She kept she waited until fucking. Why did I blank on Karen Gillian's character's name? Nebula. She waited till Nebula gets fucking tortured to finally tell Thanos where the gym was. Yeah, I mean... You let because... Peter and everyone, like, like thinking, oh, you don't know. And he's like, I would have been like, all right, Dr. Manhattan Powers, you dead. I'm going to go after Thanos now. That, but, bro, she, she didn't tell anyone aside from Nebula... About the location because she knew if that's why it I, got out, but here's the, this is why I he flipped. would find out. Like you think, you think Peter Quill can no. keep a secret? No, I'm just saying. You think, you think Drax can keep a secret? Yes. Um, you think Raccoon can keep a secret? Yes. You're now you're me. nah. You're come doing, on, dude. You're doing my voice. You're doing, no, you're like doing my okay. Voice you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna no. We're we're gonna argue this point. No, and we are gonna. No, I'm pulling rank. Oh, we're not arguing. We're not arguing. <laughs> we lost Benita. Did we lose Benita? 
Yeah, we lost Benita. <laughs> oh, my document hand powers worked. Yes. I just, I just, I'm, I'm just amazed that it's like, oh, hey, um, <laughs> we, we're here to talk about this. Let's not talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact that she was like, no, we're gonna argue about it, and she, she said that. Boom. <laughs> like that's when her mic cuts out. I know she can probably still hear us. She probably yeah, cursing us out. Curse, but cursing me out. I don't care. <sighs> that's why what, what I was going to say. Well, I was really interrupted. <laughs> that's why I flipped, and I now love Nebula. She's a G. She was getting tortured, ripped apart, and she did not say where that Infinity Stone was. That is so gangster, right there. I don't think she knew. I think she knew. No, she she didn't. Benita did say that she told Nebula. She told. When did she tell Nebula? Because otherwise, so, Thanos would have just searched her mind. Because wasn't that the whole point? Like he, she doesn't know because he has like access fully to her entire mind. Yeah. And the only reason that like Gamora like started talking and the reason that Thanos was torturing her was because he knew that he needed Gamora because she's the only one who found it. Like, I think she told her that she knew where the stone was, just not where it actually was. You know what we need to do? What? I can't believe I'm going to do this because I said I didn't want to. Rewatch the MCU? Rewatch the MCU. That's a long-ass thing. Hey, we'll have content for the people, though. Benita, you back? Oh, fuck, I am. Jesus. <laughs> where did you guys lose me? We lost um, you when you said, no, we're going to argue this. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> but while you was gone and getting everything worked out on, we came up to we came up with a decision that you might like. We're gonna, okay. We're gonna review the MCU. Because okay. I was, I yeah, because I I'm not convinced that. Because here's the thing: I don't think Nebula ever knew the location. Because otherwise, what would the whole point of like? the Gamora of it all been. Thanos would have just completely... He's already shown he would have completely killed her anyways for the location of the stone. And he had full access to her mind. Yeah. So, my whole thing is Nebula didn't know. So, like, the whole bit was Gamora was just like, he's not gonna know. He's not gonna find it. I'm not gonna tell him. Yeah. So that's all Nebula knew. But that was enough for Thanos to know that Gamora knew what she was talking about. And knew where the soul stone was. Mm -hmm. And that's why she was like, Peter, you have to fucking kill me. Like, because I'm the one thing he cares about. Like, I know his plan. He wants these infinity stones. He wants to fucking use to use the the new terminology. He wants to blip half the universe. Um, Can we please? So she knew that if. Because, again, so, like, she was trying to get the Power Stone away from him in the first Guardians movie to give it to the Collector <clears throat> so that he could never get his hands on it. Um, and then he went to the Collector anyways. And then, I mean, and then it went to Nova and we never saw the destruction of Nova, which I guess I'm thankful for. <laughs> that would have been very sad. Um, Bye, going close. But... So she knew the location of the soul stone. She, she didn't tell anyone the location. She kept that to herself because she knew if it got out, Thanos would find out. So she only told 
uh, Nebula, just that little bit of information, which of course was enough for him to go after her. And so then she was like, Peter, please, if shit goes wrong, you have to promise to kill me because he cannot find out. He cannot do this. This is literally the end of the fucking universe. Babe, please. And he had to be a dumbass bitch. Like, I swear to God, the whole, this whole shit, Peter Quill is terrible. Fucking hate him. And he can't. It's so out of, like, it's such a stretch for his character, like, narrative. How has he not learned anything? Yeah. How has he not grown? Over. Ask James Gunn. So now the review. Um, Any of these movies, but. The the rating. Okay. Okay. I'm, we already know, 20 20 out of 20 for Benita. I mean, I was going to say 10 out of 10. This... Right. Um, Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth, sir. You've been doing that for since episode one of WandaVision. Yeah, I know, because those were great. I, doing, no, 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 think, I think the Halloween was... episode was better than this episode. I still love this episode. No, but like, what I was saying, that's why I said the Halloween putting... episode was 20 uh, out of 10. What I was saying was, he was putting words into my mouth. But he was like, no, 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 no. It's 20 out of 20. Get it right. <laughs> now you want to say 10. You know what? <clears throat> I first it. said 20 out of 10. Sir. Like, how how dare you reserve the right to change your mind on a different day? <laughs> That's me every day. Go listen to the tapes. That's me every day. Um, I'm going to give this episode 7, a 7.5 out of 10. It was I would give it. I would give it an 8.5. This one, it was not, a, uh, it was strong for the fact that we all, it was, here's the thing though. Everybody was a seven. We all knew who Captain Han was from the get-go. I mean, like, come on. Well, um, we knew. <laughs> well, majority of the comic, comic readers knew. Com- comic book readers knew. Um, <laughs> Some and, friends that weren't comic book fans and they were like, the fuck is Agatha Harkness? And I'm like, ugh, don't make me explain this right. to you. Yeah, this no, is but... exactly how I know this show was made for the fans yeah. more than any of newbies right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the <sighs> we going and we're up to the final two episodes, and I don't feel like we're getting any. Like normally, when you get to the final three, you get the setup. Well, no, this was more of the setup. There we go. This was the setup for the final two. And I'm hoping episode eight will be a little bit um, more better. Get, getting us, getting the point across towards the end. Um, Wait, am I wrong? Is it nine episodes or ten? I'm sorry. Nine. The nine. Oh, remember right. Remember, tenth episode okay. is just, it's just telling, it's just getting people to like, oh, this is what happened behind the scenes. Think what they did for Mandalorian. Got you. Yeah, I'm sure that the tenth episode is just a bullshit rumor, like the last three episodes being an hour long each. But um, it's just wishful thinking. Watch it be like watch it be like the full first episode of like Winter Soldier. And also, I do agree. Or uh, Falcon, whatever. Uh, Yeah, and I do agree with both of you, and this did affect the rating. You don't put so much. You kept on having them say the aerospace engineer, aerospace engineer. And the payoff is, yes, it's an aerospace engineer, but it's just the person who also works at S.W.O.R.D. who somehow, someway has access to this material that Monica used. That was, that is the definition of a throwaway character. So we have to, so probably episode nine. I'm still not sold. Yeah, we're not. (sighs) I'm just still not sold. That's just. And yeah, 
7.5. This would be the lowest. No. The lowest I gave was episode three. The first three episodes was around was seven was around sevens for me. Um It's been getting gradually higher for me as the show goes on. This will be so going back from episode three, this has been my my low uh, one of the four lowest of the of the now nine, but we have to wait till next week. So yes, these episodes where I'm still keeping with the promise that these now return weekly. Well, every Monday, um, a new episode of the GCR review one division. Because I feel like we just need to create a please stand by support group because every time I see that goddamn please stand by, I just wanna. Mm. Just want to <laughs> throw my remote at the TV, and I'm like, no, I will not. Fuck you. Well, it's like I've been waiting you. too long. Ah. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up um, on March twelfth, nineteenth, nineteenth, nineteenth. Oh shit, twelfth is no March twelfth. We're recording. God damn it. I was looking at the calendar. My bad. March 19th, March 12th. We're, we're the GCR. Everyone, me, Benita, Kaylee, Christian, maybe Ray. I don't know. Um, we're ranking our favorite. We're not doing every single Disney Pixar movie. No, we're ranking our favorite Disney Pixar movies. More specifically, we're making a tier list. Oh, yeah. A collaborative uh, giant contraband robot tier list. And it may be a two-parter. It may be two parts. There's going to be some wild ones thrown on there from me. I'm just saying. Already, no, that's fine. I already said my wild one was DuckTales, the movie. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. it. We did that shit all through the last episode. <laughs> Every time I mention DuckTales. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised no more. It's like we say Mortal Kombat. Thank you. It's <laughs> like I mean the show is great, but it's like the theme song. I know, right? Theme songs are the most memorable about them. Yeah, but I love that DuckTales movie. It's like if you say Darkwing Duck, you first would be like, "Let get dangerous." Yeah. Or Gizmo Duck. Ooh. <laughs> Gizmo Duck don't have a, a catchy catchphrase. Sorry, Gizmo. Yeah, I was trying really hard right now. I was like, I don't remember him <laughs> having a catchphrase. He, he doesn't have one. He does not have one. He does not. He, at all. Um, Chippendales, though. I just flash back to Gargoyles. And the... That was a good intro, too. I don't think I said it on here. And I think you remember I me mean, saying this. I won a Gargoyles prize pack from Channel 9 News here in L.A., in California. <gasps> and my name was on TV. The only reason my mother saw it, I didn't because I was in detention in elementary school at the time. Oh, Damn. Did, you, did you get the prize pack, though? Oh, hell yeah. I got the, t- my, the T-shirt is still somewhere in this house. That's cool. But the game, I the Sega, to that show so the, much. The Sega Genesis game, like our Sega Genesis, was stolen though. Damn. I kept, I kept crying for like a Blu-ray release or something of that show. So That's I'm so cool. glad it's on Disney Plus because yeah. I'm like, yes. I'm actually kind of mad that Disney was like, no, we don't want a Jordan Peele non-Gargoyles movie. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jonathan. Yeah. Fuck, we can get Jonathan Frakes to come back. He can. Ooh, Jonathan Frakes can be. Um, what was that? That old man Gorgoyle. 
Oh yeah, I, I don't remember his um, name. Ed Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner was character. the voice. Yeah, Ed Asner was the voice. Yeah. Get Jonathan Frakes to play him. <laughs> that would be cool. It's a callback. But fucking it's... like, who would we get to like? Keith David is just so he's iconic. Still, so I'm alive. just like, who? I have him some voice. You have someone that's mocap it. Keith David voices it. It'd be like the. It'd be like um. Oh shit! What's his um? Vader. No, not the, <laughs> the the actor who was Abe Sabian. Oh, um, Peter Mayhew. No, no not Peter Mayhew. Um, crap. Um, oh, I follow him um, on Instagram. Ugh. Um, I'm seeing his name, Doug Jones. Yes, Doug Jones. That's it is. Doug Jones was the mocap actor, while Lawrence Fishburne was the voice of Silver Surfer. But in this case, Doug Jones got to do both in Hellboy. Right. Doug, well, in oh, the second one, Doug in the Joseph second movie, Lexington. because in the first Hellboy movie, it was um, David High Pierce. Uh, I, I remember. Yeah, that, I yeah. remember. What the how? Oh. Which was so cute because he was like, "No, I'm not going to come back because like Doug Jones is. Look at this man. Look at all this hard work he's doing. I'm not. No, <laughs> give yep. him all the credit." Stop being adorable. And Hellboy 2, we got to give uh, just a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, to Seth MacFarlane. To yeah. actually do something outside of Family Guy. Like, yeah. I, like, even he was kind of bummed that he didn't get, there was no third movie because he was supposed to, his character yeah. was supposed to go back. He, he said he, he said he'd learned how to do a Russian accent to not make it like it was Stewie. The movie that never was. He was Klaus, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that movie is like it's that and like Star Wars thirteen thirteen, where I'm just always like I feel pain where I think about uh, like what could have been. Uh, <laughs> like just why would you do that? Oh, you dangle that fucking carrot and then no, no, we don't get it. We don't like, get. We don't, like, we don't no. talk about Star Wars thirteen thirteen. God. I wanted to see what those adorable little fucking twins look like. I wanted to see them, sort of help destroy the world. Maybe I don't know. Well, just wanted more Hellboy. Well, yeah. Something I get, and it's coming back later this year. Leverage season is a reboot, but the original cast is coming. Oh. Minus minus Timothy Hutton because of sexual allegations, so he's the only one that's not coming back. Wait, I what? Yep, Timothy Hutton last year. Um, so reports, it was like sometime after Hill, a hunting of Hill House, which shocked everyone. He had um, sexual allegations to him, so he quietly what? he he has not came out and said anything. He just quietly disappeared. So he's not coming back for the revival of Leverage. Um, everyone else except what? him. What? Um, the dude to play Hardison, Aldous Hodge, he's his gonna he's gonna be a reoccurring character as Hardison because he's still doing that show on Showtime with Kevin Bacon, and he's gonna be he he's currently doing the movie, so Hardison's role has been reduced in this new revival. But he said if it's getting if it's getting another season, he said I'm coming back. He's like I like the you know, he liked working with the actress who played Parker. He was like so. He said, "There's he's a is is rumored that the Parker and Hardison are still together after all this time. But that's a good thing." I was like, "I hate when revivals come when they come back and then the characters are broken up. I hate when they do that shit." Yeah, 
But yeah, Leverage season six later this year on IMDb TV, which you can see all five seasons of Leverage, which I'm currently doing right now. And I love the fucking TV I have because I can hear shit that I couldn't hear when I was watching the show the first time. Because there was an episode, an MMA episode, um, Parker was choking out Hardison, and you hear the actor goes like this: "Do you see this white woman killing me?" He's like, "I'm tapping out." For the love of God, somebody help me. For the whole, for like, good five minutes, I was like, damn, we had crappy TVs in 2010. I got a better flat screen in 4K. But no 4K console. It's okay. I'm not hating on people who has a PS5 or a Series X. But we'll leave off with this. <laughs> we know our ratings for WandaVision. We can't wait for episode 8 to see where this is going. Um, Marvel put out a photo of Wyatt Russell as U.S. agent in a very ominous looking scene in his cap suit. Very, very ominous. Is he the villain? I'm hoping so because I already I saw him freaking um, Overlord so I, I can see him playing the villain. Overlord is a goddamn good movie. It's like Wolfenstein, but the black. I've been wanting movie, to check that one. It's really good. Nice. And there is and there is hardly any tropes in this movie, minus the fact that the um, the dude from um, Game of Thrones was in this movie. I'm not you know I'm not gonna say it because you haven't seen it yet. I'll just I'll just <laughs> there is some tropes, but there's no tropes. It's kind of fitty fitty. I mean, tropes done right. Yeah. are fine tropes done wrong are terrible yeah yeah like it's there's little to any women of color lead characters in video games yeah and for latin and black characters and asian very rare if they're not a gangster very rare. yeah hence why I so put, i'm very excited about hashtag give about? hector more roles like this is, is Deathloop. Yep, Deathloop. Is that the? Yeah. Um, and also why I, I like Watch Dogs too more is because he technically Marcus is not a gangster. He's just a, he, what we live in the world. <laughs> he is a product of systemic racism, but in this case, <laughs> it's a fucking computer that's already sussing you out before you do anything. Which is sorry, bullshit. I just went. It sort of just fell back to stupid Warner Brothers and their whole like, we live in a society. And that is from Seinfeld. Because I was like, where the fuck is that from? It was from Seinfeld. When George was in line, I remember this episode specifically. He was in line at a Chinese food spot. He went to go use the phone. And he's like, we live in somebody cut. And he was like, we live in a society. And I'm like, really <laughs> getting this worked up over cuts? <laughs> I mean, they were all terrible characters in that show. So. Oh yeah, yeah it's at the end of the day, it was horrible. But still, the best episode <laughs> ever is when he was talking about the blowhole of the well. He was like, "I was staring it right in the face, and it launched me way in the air, and I knew something I was, the one. and I knew something was was in his obstruction. So I went through the water." And I put my hand in the blowhole. And look what I pulled out. What was the one where, like, Kramer adopted the highway? 
and then he made it like from four lanes to two lanes because he thought it would give him like more like comfortable base to drive in but then it just caused like more accidents and shit I don't remember that one. I just remember the specific one. It was, like, way over the top. Like, shit, like, it, come on, this can't be real. Or the one that was actually real. When the vans are rocking, don't go and knock it. Even Jerry said, don't go and knock it. Like, <laughs> 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 you don't want to see that. Okay. I actually walked in. We'll leave with this, also. I keep saying we're going to leave with it. We're doing the black and Mexican thing. We say we're going to leave, but we never do. <laughs> We never did. We overstay our welcome. But I will say this. It's I, always like, okay, let's start saying goodbye, and then we start saying goodbye for the next two hours. I'll say this just, yeah. to, just to be, because I want to be petty again. I, on purpose, walked in on my parents just to hear them bitch and moan, because I'm like, they're, they, them yelling is fucking up my video game time. Do what you got to do and get the fuck out. I do it on purpose. I don't care. And that's why I've been cursed. I, I said don't do that bad juju on me. Is already the bad juju already been placed on me. I got I got cursed. So if I do have kids, I know I'm gonna live with hell. <laughs> I, I said it. I said it. Kids are hell. But for some fucking reason, I don't know why. Probably because the action figures, comic books. What the fuck, kids see in my black ass? I'm like seriously. I try to be mean. They think it's funny. I curse, they laugh, but the parents get angry. What, what the fuck? I mean, it's, you know, you're... I'm not Mr. You're Rogers. You're just like Rex. You're, you're like Rex from the Mass Effect series. Where you are, like, all, like, hard and crusty. You're just a toasted marshmallow, okay? You, like, try and be all, like, hard and crusty on the outside, but in the inside, you're just a big old softy and mushy. And they know that. They still haven't lost their bullshit detectors. It's okay. Just own up to it. Take pride that you are a toasted marshmallow. You uh, have that little hard, crusty exterior, but you're just a big old softy. I know. I know. I did talk about my feelings at one time. Um, My friend... And then you caught some feelings. See, it happens to everybody. I know. My my friend's daughter called me an asshole. She was like, you're an asshole. But you're a polite asshole. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I was like, she ain't, she ain't wrong. She, <laughs> like, I, eh. <laughs> with that, <laughs> that's it. We're done. I'm sorry that I just went back to Guardians of the Galaxy where he's like, I'm an asshole, but he's not, I'm not a straight dick or what did he say he was like not a complete dick when he was like warning I think something like that yeah the Nova Corps oh oh yeah he's like (laughs) he knows he's an asshole but he's not a dick he's 100% not a dick yeah 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 John C. Riley, everyone John C. Riley. yeah (laughs) love that man I did not know he has a 22 I think 23 by this point year old son and with with all of that (laughs) my god and Christina Ricci still got it she got divorced oh okay okay we're just we're gonna snip it in the bud now we're doing our long ass goodbye hello hi um 
I'm, I'm just, you know, I like wearing black. You know, yeah. I can be your Gomez. Thank you so much for listening to this long ass, slightly drunken rant. We do. I'm hot. About I'm not drunk. Everything. And I know Christian is. I mean, I'm technically Rocky Mountain hot. Yeah. But I know. And drunk. But so. I know Christian is dead tired. I am <laughs> extremely tired, and I, w- I, I, I understand. Yes, let's tr- please try to end this. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to the Giant Con Spread Robot Podcast. Once again, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, comes on Apple Podcasts. Um, as always, um, I know the Veritol we have said, but seriously, wear a mask, practice social, dif- dis- social distancing, be kind to one another. Seriously, we're in a fuck the world. Try to be kind to one another. Do something positive, which I've been saying lately. Do something positive. Create. It would be to be a podcast doing stereo, which is live podcasting, created art, or just playing video games and escaping from this world or reading a comic book. Do something to get your mind off this shitty world. And those in Texas, I will post a link so people can actually donate because you do need everyone needs help because the government ain't doing jack shit. So with that, finally, live long and prosper. Just be be like Star Lord in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know, you can be an asshole, but just don't be one hundred percent a dick. And then just don't fuck up in the later <laughs> movies and ruin everything because you're a bitch. You're done. Okay, now we're done.